not to be dramatic, but minimalism changed my life. So today I want to share with you 10 minimalist rules that I have started following that have simply changed the game for me. I'm gonna start with the simplest ones, but right at the end I'm gonna share with you the one that's actually been such a big eye-opener for me. The 15-minute rule. Whatever you may want to declutter around your home, set a 15-minute timer on your phone. This is something I learned in the Minimalista book. Funny thing is, I never set out to be a minimalist. I got this book over a year ago just thinking I need a bit of help to better manage the things in my home. I was heavily pregnant, about to have my second baby, and I was so overwhelmed by clutter. So I thought this book might help me declutter a bit. Little did I know it was gonna turn me into pretty much a minimalist myself, or just being on the way to becoming a minimalist. It just simply changed me. So in the book, Shira Gill recommends doing small declutters over a huge one. Of course, if you have the time and energy, you can do a big declutter to have a really big impact in a short amount of time. But for most of us, if you are like myself, I'm a mom of two, I'm quite busy and so having the time to actually sit down and do a massive declutter is just unrealistic for me. Even weekends, I always have the kids with me. Yes, my husband and I can tag team and, you know, do things here and there, but having a massive declutter is just not realistic for us. So I started doing small declutters here and there and you will be amazed at how much progress you can make with such little amount of time every day or every week my strategy was whenever i had the time like if i had 10 or 15 minutes before the school run or the last stretch of my baby's nap or whatever it might be when i found that little time i would think to myself okay what little cupboard or what little category can i tidy now one drawer my jeans, my t-shirts, just anything you can pick, just a small category or a small area in your home, set that timer for 15 minutes and do that. Having such a small focused activity really helps with not getting overwhelmed and accomplishing a lot more than you would if you were to give yourself a big task that feels overwhelming, that feels like there's this big mountain you have to climb and so you end up procrastinating. But if it's a small timer on your phone, you're gonna get it done so much quicker. The one in, one out rule. You can apply this rule to anything in your life, whether that's toys, clothes, kitchen items. If you buy a new t-shirt, look through your old t-shirts and see if there's one that you don't really love or use anymore. And it can also be a good thing to do with your children so that you can practice decluttering with them. If they are getting a new toy car, can they look through their cars and see if there are any that they don't really want anymore, that they don't really play anymore. Obviously your children's age depends here whether they can really help you declutter or not. If they're super young, they might not be there yet, but if they're a bit older, they can definitely get involved in this. The one-in-one-out rule helps because I always like to mention the decluttering math. If you think about how many items you bring into your home each week and how many get out of your home each week, if it's not an equal balance, then your home will get overstuffed with things and you are likely to get more and more overwhelmed. The one-in-one-out rule is magical. The 80-20 rule. This comes from Pareto's principle, which is usually used in time management but can be applied to lots of different areas of our lives and it states that 80% of results come from 20% of our efforts or actions. And this can be applied to various areas of our lives, whether that's decluttering, time management, building a business. 80% of your results from, for example, making money in your business is likely to come from just 20% of your efforts, 20% of the actions that you actually do on a daily basis. When it comes to clutter, it is said that we use generally 
80% of the time, just 20% of our items, which means all of the rest of those are items we keep just in case, items we rarely use, items we very likely could get rid of and would not miss. For example, in my wardrobe, that has been absolutely true. I had lots and lots of items that I never wore, I thought were cute, I would keep them because I thought, oh, maybe I'll have this specific event that, you know, my future self might go to. So I would keep all of those items cluttering up my closet. I felt like I didn't have enough space, but the truth is I was wearing probably less than 20% of those clothes on a daily basis. And getting rid of those 80% of the items that I didn't use made a huge difference in how spacious and airy and calm my wardrobe feels when I open it. Rule number four, quality over quantity. This was me, I used to prefer going to a very cheap shop and buy, for example, four t-shirts in different colors just because I felt like they were cheap and it's nice to have lots of options but in reality I wasn't really wearing all of those items and what I found is that buying less but items that are quality and that really make me feel good and quality I don't think has to mean necessarily super expensive it depends on the item but sometimes it's better to pay just a little bit more to have something that's a bit better quality that will serve you for a longer time and that will actually make you feel really good when you wear it or when you use it and so I have stopped feeling that need to have more things but rather to have less and quality things rule number five experiences over things now I'm not saying I never buy things anymore. Obviously I do, we still need them and we still want them. I don't think we need to suck the joy out of everything and not buy anything ever again because we're minimalists or because we want to get rid of clutter. But I do think we have shifted our focus from buying lots of things to rather spending our money on experiences such as days out with the family or when we give a gift to somebody we think is there any, you know, sort of experience or something like that that we can give them rather than a material thing? And I'm not saying it's wrong to give material things, but it's just something we personally have tried to shift towards. For example, getting a membership to National Trust for somebody so that they can enjoy lots of days out throughout the year with their family and, and every time they go to one of those parks in National Trust, they can maybe think of you. And that's just something we have tried to focus a bit more on rather than buying a lot of things. Next rule is digital over physical. I know this cannot apply to every little thing and there are physical things I still prefer having. Like for example, at the moment, I do love having a physical book. Sometimes I love that feel, you know, having the book in your hands, sitting down to read it. It's just a nice experience. But in saying that, I have found that I read a lot more books digitally on Audible, for example, or podcast books, because it's just easier and more convenient for me as a busy mom. I can put them on in my earphones and do chores around the house whilst also reading a book. And it also meant I could go through more books without needing to have lots and lots of bookcases around my house. And I do still love keeping some books, especially ones that I want to reference back, like the physical copy of them. But for the majority of them, I will usually, once I'm finished with the book, I will pass it on to somebody else or sometimes I get it from the library. And another example of this is lots of paperwork. We used to have so much more paperwork. Now we have one folder that we use for our family and then we have a separate one that's like house and mortgage and car and things like that but 
we have pared down our paperwork a lot there's very little that we actually keep these days because most things you can either get a digital copy of or you can take a picture on your phone you can scan it and save it somewhere you can keep for future reference this can save you so much space in your house the 50 rule there's this rule that a lot of minimalists like to follow and this says that for your storage areas your cabinets drawers whatever storage areas you have keep them 50% full so that you have you know more space available when you do need it so that it feels more airy now depending on the area that is I don't feel like 50% is realistic for us because actually our house is not massive it's a decent size it's perfect for us I'm not complaining at all I mentioned the size of our house before and people have been really surprised because they thought it was much bigger I guess maybe it looks like that on video but our house is around a thousand square feet about a hundred square meters and so it's a good size but it's definitely not huge so in our for example kitchen cabinets I don't keep them necessarily 50% full because I do need the extra storage so I maybe keep them 75% full or 80% full just not stuffed that's my goal to not have everything stuffed in there to have breathing room around my things because then when it's a special occasion and I need to buy a few extra things for like hosting people over or something like that I always have extra storage I don't need to have them spread out on the counters or just randomly thrown around my kitchen because I do have space for those it's just nice to have a bit of breathing room in your storage areas and what this also helps us realize is that just because we have the space doesn't mean we need to fill it to the brim how often do we see an empty shelf and we think oh, I have lots of space now, I, I can go ahead and buy more things or more decorations or more things I can put on there because I just have the space for it. And that was me too, so don't feel bad if that's you. The 90-90 rule. This is something I learned from the show The Minimalists on Netflix. They say that if you haven't used something in the past 90 days and you don't plan on using it in the next 90 days, then that's something you can get rid of. Now, I maybe would change this to a bit longer because it depends on the seasons. It depends on if you have maybe children, you want to pass things on from one child to the next. So obviously the time frame can be a bit longer. You can switch this for the six month rule. So if you haven't used it in the past six months, you don't plan on using it in the next six months, then you can get rid of it. So I do sometimes adjust this rule to my needs. There are obvious seasonal items that I will keep because we are going to use them next winter, for example. But it is a very good rule to make you realize that you probably have items that you haven't used for a whole year or even more. And it's very likely that you will not use them in the next year, for example. And that's an item that you can absolutely get rid of. The 2020 rule. This is also something I learned from other minimalists here on YouTube that has really shifted my perspective because for a lot of these things I would you know try to declutter an area in my home like for example a kitchen drawer and I would get hung up on some little items like a little gadget I haven't used it maybe in years or I wasn't really planning on using it but for some reason I kept thinking well why don't I keep it just in case because what if I get rid of this and then I realize two months down the line that I actually needed it. Now, for one, if I haven't needed it up until then, I most likely won't ever need it again. But the 2020 rule says that if you can replace something within 20-ish minutes, 
for less than 20 pounds or dollars whatever it might be then you can get rid of it and it's not meant in a wasteful way that you just throw things away and then buy them again i think it's just to make you realize that most likely the thing you're getting really hung up on is something that can be easily replaced you can even buy it secondhand or get it from somebody else you don't necessarily need to buy it new but even if a few months down the line you realize that you actually really needed that then you can always go and buy it again i have been decluttering for over a year now and i can honestly say i don't miss one thing that i've decluttered maybe further down the line i'll realize oh i needed that extra spatula that i decluttered i can always go ahead and buy another one which is going to be super inexpensive as well so yes most of the things we get hung up on are very little value and can be easily replaced if we do decide you know we actually needed that so you have permission to let that stuff go the mold rule this is a lesson that i had to learn the hard way we used to keep a lot of items in our garage for storage we used to just pop them in there it was such an easy place to put things out of sight out of mind just to have them there you know just in case one spring we realized after a long winter that it had been quite damp in there and a lot of things were stored in those plastic storage bins but the things that weren't that we just threw in there just in case to keep them for future use a lot of them got moldy and they had to be thrown away because there was no way you could salvage them and it made me realize what a waste that had been and I could have passed on those items to somebody else who could use them where I just kept them in my garage for them to get ruined and so nowadays i really think about an item if i really really want to keep it or if i could pass it on to somebody else and then if i ever need it again i can always repurchase it but what i also realized is that a lot of those items i actually didn't miss or i didn't really need anyway and so following the mold rule if you had this item that you're trying to declutter but you're not sure of what if it got moldy in your garage or in your storage area would you miss it and would you go out and replace it like buy it again if not then that's an item you can easily get rid of and this has been such a big eye-opener for me are you on a similar minimalist journey or decluttering journey let me know in the comments below let me know where you are at in your decluttering progress are you just starting are you you know a few months in where where are you at i would love to hear from you and i hope this was helpful and i will catch you in my next video bye guys